everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Stories podcast. This podcast is a function of the Institute for Mountain Research at Westminster College, and our goal here really is to connect people to mountains, to tell those stories, and to think about how we relate to the mountains in which we live, work, and play. It's winter here in Salt Lake City. We just had a big snowstorm yesterday. The campus is covered in snow, the mountains are covered in snow, and we're just about finishing up our last week of classes. So we thought this would be a perfect time to listen to a little bit of mountain poetry. So I invited my colleague and my office next door neighbor, Xiomei Pu, to come and read a poem for us. She'll be sharing a poem by Tao Chen as it's translated by David Hinton. The poem I am going to read is written by a classical Chinese poet named Tao Yuanming, known as Tao Qian to English readers. Tao Qian spelled uh, as T-A-O-C-H-I-E-N. Tao lived in the time of endless wars, spanning two historical periods in Chinese history um, from Eastern Jin to South Dynasty. He was born in 365 and died in 427. Some historians suggested he was born in 352, so there was a debate on uh, which year he was born. But if the historians were right, and if Tao were an immortal, he would be 1,666 years old this year. Like uh, many intellectuals in his time, he received Confucian education, which prepared intellectuals to serve the state. But at the same time, he was influenced by Taoism which was a little contradictory to Confucianism because Taoism emphasized the living in connection with nature. In Tao's autobiography, he described himself as a lover of mountains, just as uh, Brent and I are. <laughs> um, so serving a state that constantly engaged in war wasn't the kind of life Tao a mountain lover desired to live. What he wanted was a reclusive life in the mountains. But to make a living, he took some civil and military positions intermittently in his adulthood, but he did not seem to enjoy them. He returned to the mountains whenever he could. In 405, 20 years before his death, he permanently retreated to South Mountain, uh, where he lived a life of a recluse, farmer, and poet. Tao was acknowledged to be the poet who created the genre of fields and gardens poetry, a type of Chinese landscape poetry sometimes referred to as mountains and uh, waters by eco-critics in the West. His poetry, along with the poetry by his contemporary Xie Ningyun, is considered by some U.S. eco-critics 
as early written examples of what's called nature writing today. Uh, classical Chinese nature poetry by Tao and his contemporary and the others were widely translated into English in the mid-1900s. These translations have influenced the, the writings of some best-loved U.S. writers like Gary Snyder, Ursula Le Guin, uh, Scott Russell Sanders, and many other writers. Tao's writings that are most known uh, to U.S. readers include Peach Blossom Spring and his wine poetry. Peach Blossom Spring depicts the secluded life of villagers in the land named Tao Huayuan. The term Tao Huayuan has become a standard Chinese expression, uh, meaning utopia or the dreamland. Each one of us has our own dreamland, which is different. <laughs> And his wine poetry is a series of 20 poems ruminating on drinking, <laughs> simple life in the mountains, and long participation in the Warren polity. He is, no doubt, a lover of drinking. Uh, it was said he declined to join uh, the White Notice Society, uh, even with a personal invitation from Hui Yuan, a distinguished Buddhist monk of his time. The reason was simple. The society objected to drinking. <laughs> I am not a wine drinker. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> um, but I have fond memories of reading Tao's poetry in my childhood. The poem I'm going to read is one of the 20 poems in the Drinking Wine series. I will read first in Chinese and then English. If you speak perfect Mandarin Chinese, you will probably notice my Sichuan accent. <laughs> the original Chinese is a 10-9 poem with end rhyme. The English version is translated by uh, David Hintang, who is a great translator of classical Chinese poetry and philosophy and a nature poet and essayist himself. Um, the poem is number five among the 21 poems. Now, the Chinese. Yin jiu, qi wu. Jie lu zai ren jing, er wu ce ma xuan. Wen jun he leng er, xin yuan di zi pian. Chai ju dong li xia, yu ran jian lan san. San xi ri xi jia, fei niao xiang yu huan. Shi zhong you zen yi, yu bian the English version. Drinking wine. Five. I live here in a vintage house without all that racket horses and carts stir up. And you wonder how that could ever be. Wherever the mind dwells apart, 
is itself a distant place. Picking chrysanthemums at my east fence, I see South Mountain. Far off, air lovely and dusk, birds in flight, returning home. All this means something, something absolute. Whenever I start to explain it, I forget words altogether. I'll end with a paragraph from David Hinton's book *Hunger Mountain: A Field Guide to Mind and Landscape*, in which he also writes about、uh, walking in mountains. Seeing is an elemental act in which there is no distinction between me and the mountain, only empty consciousness mirroring the mountain's form. But with those intimations of unseen geological history and meteorological process, a distinction between me and mountain begins to open. And strange as it may seem, even with this divide gaping wide open, Wonder Mountain Born's explanation remains true. I don't. Wonder mountains. It's the mountains that wonder. I hope you all enjoy Tao's poem and Hinton's prose as I do. Thank you, Jomai. Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. We hope you have a great winter. That if you like snow, you enjoy it. If you don't like snow, you stay safe and warm and cozy over the next couple weeks. We'll be back in January with some more podcasts and more stories to share. Our theme music, as always, comes from Pixie and the Party Grass Boys. They are touring all over the Salt Lake Valley this winter. You should check them out. The song we use for our theme music is "Home." Enjoy your break. Enjoy your winter. Thanks.